0: Welcome to The Influencer Economy. My name is Ryan Williams. I'm excited for episode number four with Bruce Green and Adam Kovic, host of Inside Gaming on Machinima. The Influencer Economy is a podcast in which we'll be speaking with makers, creators, and builders, people who have built revolutionary careers online. Uh, excited to have Bruce and Adam on the show as they're my old buddies and co-workers from Machinima. I worked with Adam for a year and a half when he was the sole host of Inside Gaming, and then right after I left, they brought in Bruce to co-host with him. On the show, we talk about Adam's early days at Machinima as he was employee number four. So he's funny anecdotes about early stage startup work where he was a certified chair builder, where he literally built chairs, and he edited shows and then evolved into hosting Inside Gaming and was an avatar. So he actually had a Halo costume on when he hosted the show in live action, which is amazing. And then we talk about how the shows evolved into The Soup meets Mystery Science Theater, which is a great combination of the two for the gaming world on YouTube. And finally, uh, they have great sense of humor, so we just chatted a lot about the day-in-and-day-out operations for how they run the the show, working with uh, Joel Rubin is another lead horse with them. Uh, As Jay-Z says, he calls people like them hyphenates, where they can do many things. As Jay-Z is an entrepreneur, he's a mogul, and he's a musician. These guys are editors, writers, producers, bookers, marketers, subredditors – they throw the kitchen sink at getting their show out there. They're definitely modern-day media minds and, you know, considered enthusiasts in their circle, but many would call them journalists by any other trade. So, in general, it's a great conversation. Really happy to have them on the show. Without further ado, Adam and Bruce. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Influencer Economy. We are excited as we're in the Machinima headquarters with Bruce Green and Adam Kovic, the hosts of Inside Gaming. Welcome.
1: Hello. Hi there. How goes it? Good. It's funny you call this place headquarters, because it looks like a building that's
2: dilapidated. Are you really excited to be in the Machinima headquarters? Really?
0: I talk up every guest and where they work. Oh, that's nice. An HQ, it's, it's an overstatement, but I feel like we're in, a, we're in an office, it's hot, there's a fan going.
1: They refuse to turn the air conditioner on in here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't want to make it sound too glamorous. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's not at all. <laughs> not at all. No. <laughs> so, Adam, since you've been in Machinima, you're like one of the early, early people.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, probably one of the first four, I believe. There were two other employees, one of which barely spoke English, and then one who left like right after I joined. Uh, so I was pretty early on. You
0: really sh- were shining, I mean, a lot of competition, a <laughs> lot, <laughs> lot of competition. It's
1: not hard to stand out <laughs> when somebody can't speak English. Exactly. <laughs> His name was Bapa.:
0: <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's a legend around here. No, he's not. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you, you essentially hosted the show, was the show your idea from the
1: beginning? No, actually, it was... I was always kind of in the background. I never wanted to be a voice or a face or anything like that. I, I came in as an editor. I built some of the first chairs at the Machinim office. I, I just did anything.
0: Yeah, like, how big was the company when you
1: started? Like four people. It was... It, it was, really was. It was really four people. And one of them was the president of the company, and the CEO didn't work at the office because there wasn't enough room. It was basically like closets. It was really bad. It's this little place in the west side. And basically from there, I would just do anything. And as the company grew, they kept looking at what did they need, what kind of uh, shows do they need, and they wanted a daily show-esque thing for Halo, because they knew Halo was big, and they hired me because I was a big Halo player, uh, Halo 2 at the time. So they came up with this idea called Inside Halo.
0: <laughs> oh, no way. Genius. A
1: weekly <laughs> show. <laughs> about Halo. Just about Halo, and it actually wasn't me who did it
0: originally. And this is over, like, actual Machinima.
1: Yeah, and the whole, I
0: mean, look. This is, like, years ago, so Machinima hadn't turned into this big brand, it was... Like people talking in Halo games.
2: And right, he was a Halo character. Digital, yeah, digital was, puppeteering. Yeah, and no, of course. that yeah. was
1: actually, that's a uh, very early uh, headbutting that I went through with the owners of the company was I would constantly try to make videos in Machinima because I knew what Machinima was at the time. I think uh, this Spartan life was like the big thing in Red versus Blue. I said, you guys understand, you have to do this. If you're a company called Machinima, you have to make Machinima. And they didn't really like that. <laughs> They're like, well, what if we did gameplay? I'm like, that's not machinima. That doesn't make sense. And they're just like, well, we're going to do gameplay. Yeah. (laughs) So I just kind of rolled with it. And I was just very confused, which I think like a lot of our audience has been confused over the years, just because the message hasn't been so direct. And I think with Inside Gaming, we've been a lot more clear. Uh, So in 2009, that switched over, where I got really tired of doing the Halo show and said, look, I play all games. I play on every system. I want to talk about other stuff. And so we turned that into a weekly show. But it was still hosted by a Halo character. Yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. So once again, you used to use go messaging. to like
0: you would go to like E3 and physically wear your Halo like headdress. I did, and then uh, they would like dub your voice over it. Right,
2: and well, uh, that's the way people knew you.
0: It was amazing. That was the way you knew weren't even Adam Kovic until I, recently.
1: I have also, I mean, look, being on camera, I think for anyone, you're self-conscious. Yeah, and. I've never seen myself as a pretty boy or, like, an on-camera personality, so I'm like, eh, well, if I can wear a helmet and people don't have to see me. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, have you ever tried talking on camera? It's, like, it's aggravating. Yeah. It's, it's nerve-wracking to have to remember lines and how to say stuff, like, you want to throw up. With the head bobbing, with the helmet, like, out in public, I could just dub it in later. Right. And that that's the whole thing. Like I said, I started out as an editor. I like editing. I don't like doing things live. Uh-huh. Now, because of Twitch and other things, we don't really have a choice, and we basically project our lives live for an hour a day, every day for a week. which yeah.
0: is weird. Can you guys actually describe that? Like, what is Inside Gaming now?
1: So, and all
2: right. So, Inside Gaming now, and, and again, I'm going. I'm coming off of the, his vision because initially he basically started Inside Gaming in the sense that it, it was a daily news show, and to me that was that made sense. I came from an Attack of the Show background. I came from a G Four background, and. That's what we did. We did a daily news show, but this one focuses only on video games. And that's the thing. About Joel always calls Machinima the main Machinima channel on YouTube, the McDonald's of YouTube. Yeah. Because that's what it is. Like yeah. everyone's coming to Machinima to see something different. Uh, Inside Gaming is way more focused.
0: We're giving Joel too much credit, by the way.
2: <laughs> He's not that smart. I wish I wish he were here
0: yeah. because yeah. He, could, he could
2: actually defend himself.
0: And then do you, I mean, do you watch the Soup. Yes, it doesn't. So, you aren't like the soup for gaming, but you do have that third like wall of people that you feel like it's. That's what we're trying. A community. I,
2: it's and that's funny because that's that's always what I was trying to go. When for. When you laugh, you like feel like you're in on the joke, and it's not just you guys talking <laughs> to the camera. <laughs> so yeah, yeah we just s- we just read some
1: comments about that yesterday. I'm
2: glad you brought up the soup actually, because when I first started Inside Gaming, that was the the very first goal I had was for Inside Gaming to become. A more communal experience because when I watched the Soup, John Henson hosted. Yeah. And there was John Henson, there was Tom McNamara, the stage manager. There's Alan Wu, who was the director, and actually hilariously, was I this with, was it? Greg Kinnear. Uh, Greg Kinnear was he was the host originally of the Soup. Okay. That was a long time ago. But this was it, it was like a group. The effort, reinvented, you know, yeah. Like this, and, and to me, Inside Gaming always felt too insulated, especially yeah. for the internet. So yeah. I always kind of wanted to open that up and be like, no, this is like it's it's a fucking internet show about video games. Like, yeah. What do we? Why why are we so serious about yeah. this? You know. So that and that's that's a that's the goal and hopefully it comes. You're not like in
0: Rwanda saving lives. <laughs> no, no, you know, not this at all. Is just not at all. And so now, when you have the show and you do the live stream on Twitch, yes, is that? Can you explain first of all what Twitch is to people that don't know and how it works with your show?
1: So while YouTube is all on demand, Twitch primarily is live gameplays. Uh, that could be tournaments, uh, just whatever let's plays. It could be pretty much anything as long as it's a video game focus. Machinima partnered with Twitch recently. I don't know exactly the in- intricacies of the partnership, but basically Twitch said, hey, we need this many hours of streaming from you guys. And so we got tapped in inside game and said, hey, can you start doing an hour a day? We all looked at each other and said, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, we can barely do our jobs now. Right. But thankfully, through uh, Bruce's ingenuity, we found a way of actually live streaming and getting a video out of it. Uh, so that's actually, I think it's kind of weird. As Twitch has grown our Twitch channel, our uh, YouTube channel has grown as well because it's oh, really? been giving us more content to work with. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it on- honestly just comes down to we're a very small team and we have very little resources and I think that's one of the reasons, that's one of the things that makes us good at what we do.
0: And are you still going to go to like E3 and the PAXes of the world? Oh, yeah?
1: The landscape has changed tremendously. So my first E3 was in 2003. I snuck in. Uh, my friend's dad did the lighting for the place. So, we, you know, being an LA native, I got in, got to see Halo Two, Half-Life yeah. Two. This all stuff that you could not see on the internet because there was no video platform to see this stuff. Yep. Now we live in the age of YouTube. As the minute a new trailer is released, it's everywhere. Yeah. So totally. E3, the spectacle of E3 has kind of lost a little bit of that charm. Where months later you'd be seeing pictures in a magazine of what people saw. Yeah. You know, yeah. almost a year ago, and now it's like that is kind of gone and I think E3 is becoming less and less of a relevant industry event, whereas PAX you network and you meet the people who actually watch your stuff, and it's it's kind of this weird flip-flop, where it's almost like the people who are making the games need the YouTubers, as opposed to the, you know, who are the press now, basically, rather than the press needing the game publishers it's a very interesting place to be right now. Yeah,
0: what's it like, though, meeting people that watch your show, and watch you playing a game, versus them being not just fans of the game, but Fans of Inside Gaming.
2: It's I mean it, it's it's crazy because you're
0: not like celebrities. No, no. It, well, but you it, have like very dedicated people that would like to meet you, right? And hang out, and maybe buy
2: you beer. So so it blows my mind. I mean, mm-hmm. like uh, just last night on our subreddit, somebody wrote three or four paragraphs about how they were. I think they were a paramedic that worked in an ambulance every day, and and they were like, and they're saying their job can be really stressful, and they ended up kind of watching one of our videos to, to relieve stress. And to me, I was like. Well, at that point, like this guy's saving the world. We're yeah. just playing video games. Yeah. Right? like that's we're not doing anything <laughs> for anybody. Right. And when I hear that kind of thing, like I'm like, that's uh, that makes me feel good because right now we feel like we're just playing video games for fun, and it's awesome. I mean, it, it makes us laugh. It makes other people laugh. But I don't think we're helping anybody. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, and when I when people like that talk to me, that's to Person, really cool. in person it blo- it's that's, crazy. It's really
0: hard to explain and like fathom that someone would like see this as an outlet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, ultimately we're creating entertainment for people, but if people can find something more than that, like I I replied to him as well and said, you know, the fact that you find a stress reliever in what we do, like, that makes what we do that much better. Like that's cool. I'm not gonna say what we do is important. Right. Because yeah. it's it's honestly it's just entertainment. It's right. just more you know, <laughs> more noise out there. But if certain people find something special in that, that that to me is like this is just mind blowing.
2: It's funny that you bring this up because um at some point, like I'm gonna have an editor go away on vacation for a couple of weeks during this year, and I need somebody to fill in. Now the problem is, if I, I, don't, there isn't, I can't ask for an editor, I can't ask for a producer, and I can't ask for like a host, right? I need somebody that can do all three of those things. So literally, I need somebody that knows how to make a video, edit the video, and then also has an idea of where this video is going to go on the Inside Gaming channel. Uh, and th- those people, I don't think they exist. There aren't right. many of them, yeah. right? And uh, I'm sure everybody at, at, at home is like, no, no, I can do that, I can yeah, do that. Yeah. It's so much harder than you and think And you're it taking is. resumes after the show will put your personal email I'm absolutely email not taking any resumes at all. no, like it's Bruce just-, just it. It. <laughs> <laughs> it. Like ends up being people that I know that like video games and can do all of those things. Those are the people that- So I, it's I a guess. hybrid
0: role, yeah. but you have that skill set that a journalist would have that would go over like a vice person, that, you know, media member that would go to the Middle East and cover and be one-person team, and they could edit, shoot, create a show, like you guys do Tons of different things. Mm-hmm. And do you just learn that by doing it? Or do you actually like train yourself on your own time? Like how 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 did someone become this this level of ninja master?
1: It's it's hard to kind of explain. It, it the the only way I got this job was because I was passionate about it. If I wasn't working here, if I was somewhere else, I would go home in my free time and I would edit, I would play video games, I'd futz around with Photoshop and After Effects. That's just what I like to do. And it's hard to find those kind of people. And like when we first started this whole thing, Uh, doing like our own channel stuff I've always been modeling it after Rooster Teeth I'm a huge huge gigantic fan of Rooster Teeth I love what they do and looking at them I think what they have beyond everything else that they do with uh, production and all that is they are just they are driven and they are dedicated to the brand and that is hard to find because we're in LA and you kind of just end up hiring a warm body sometimes who's just like it's just some editor who's like dead inside and having worked in television (laughs) uh, I worked at G4 for a little while as well and then I worked at another place a a little smaller place And having worked on, like, reviews and then submitting it to an editor who's like, what's a Halo? Who's a Spartan? What's a Master Chief? (laughs) They're like, look at this guy, like, how the hell do you not know what this is? To find someone who's just in tune and has kind of a hive mind mentality is so hard to find. And at the end of the day, you have to kind of click with them. Like, that's the thing, like, Bruce, myself, James, Joel, we could be on the road together for two weeks and we won't want to kill each other. Right. We're all just kind of on the same wavelength. And so it's hard to tell someone train for that. Because
0: yeah. People like would go to film school five or six years ago to do this, but now you don't really need. You don't to. need to,
2: not, not at all. Not at all. I mean, like we, because I had I had Premiere, you know, ten years ago on my Mac because I stole it from the internet. But <laughs> yeah, but he's right. Trial I copy. used to I used to yeah. like I used to gather all my friends together. It was a trial copy, exactly. I used to gather all my yeah. friends. We would go out and shoot videos on like people's front lawns. I would be, and then I would be like, do this, do this, do this, and they're like, why? And I'm just like, just fucking do it, just do it. <laughs> and then I and then I come home, put the video together, and be like, here's your video, and they'd be like, huh, that's yeah. weird. And I would just do that for fun. Like yeah. it wasn't for anything. Right. It was
0: just for fun. It's like you're into it. And, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. And and so, like Adam's saying, you have to. It's we can't force you to like these things. Like you right. have to want to do them. You have to under you have to want to understand why something works, and and then how it works, and then also you have to understand how to do it. Right. That's that's the probably the hardest part, is then to learn how to uh, produce it correctly for YouTube or for television or for whatever else. Without know?
1: having someone to tell you constantly what to do. But being
0: into it and the passion is... Like, the, f- I mean, the very it's first thing like 80% yeah. of it? That's, well, you have to want it and... Well, be that
1: and then just the willingness to learn and the ability to learn. And here, look, at the end of the editing and all these other things are so easy at this point, but for a lot of people it's really hard. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm like, why don't you know how to do this? This is easy. <laughs> And it's like those, we're looking for a-holes like me who just look at everything and go, that's that's a simple task. You don't get this? Well, that's yeah, the same thing. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. I, look, I can barely do math. yeah And math hurts my brain. And I, there's plenty of people in school who looked at me who said, why is that hard for you? Right. I don't get it. right Whereas I can edit a video or I can capture, like I can look at video capture displays or... Or like our live stream setup, which if you can see over here in the corner, is a freaking monster. Yeah, <laughs> it's a mess. A that beast. thing, that thing though, makes sense to Bruce and I. Yeah. We look at that and go, okay, this is a labyrinth of wires, but it makes sense because we're junkies. Like we're into this stuff. We're kind of like uh, like uh, hardware nerds or like car yeah, geeks but yeah. for electronics.
0: That's a good way to put it, actually. Uh, all hey, how does the subreddit work for the show? Is it's it, it's, it's kind of just like
1: our forum. Uh, yeah. We we. It's we just it's a place for our fans to go talk amongst themselves and we jump in every day. I know you
0: throw out like ideas for the show and you try to get community. Yeah, we,
2: we try and crowdsource a couple of things like t shirt designs and like whether or not they want to live stream on the channel and things like that. But this is a very small subset of the people that watch the channel. Yeah. But we assume they're the diehards, right? They're the right. fans that they're, really, really give a they're shit. They're like so the electoral college of our viewers. Cause cause that no, the one de- ones, no, they're one the, the ones the who are actually seeking <laughs> us. <laughs> oh, no one gets no one gets
0: the electoral college. What is that? You have to explain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but that I mean that's what but we they're do. like a it's super th- duper fan engaged dude. Yeah, and um,
1: you know, it was like I was like I was listening to your podcast where you talked to Bernie, and you were talking about how do you get a job at Rooster Teeth, and he was talking about how they hire basically fans. Yeah, that's probably going to be one of our hires eventually. Yeah. It's going to be someone like if we can get to a place where inside gaming is more of a sustainable model and it is making money, and then we like we start to grow, we would definitely be looking internal, you know, internally at our fan base and our viewers. And at the end of the day, this is the beauty of the internet. You don't need to write up a resume and say, I can do the job. You can just show me what you can do. Yeah. And so the best way you could do anything right now, start a YouTube channel, start a Twitch channel, show you can do all this stuff on your own and show that you'd actually be an asset yeah. rather than a burden on coming in. Totally. Just, you don't want someone coming in and being like, all right, teach me everything to do. It's like, well, I don't want to teach you. I want you to teach things to me. Yeah. Like you need to be better than what I do. And if you're not, then it's like,
2: I don't know what you're doing here. But to go back to your earlier question, like if they're 15 years old and they're, here and they're listening to this and going, what, how do I start? I mean, it, 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 all, it always comes from the passion. It always comes from you watch a YouTube video. Not only did you like the YouTube video, but you thought about how to make it, mm-hmm. you thought about how it got there. And that's, totally. that was, that's what I noticed. Whenever I watched television when I was a kid, I was always like, how the fuck did they do that? And like, you know, now, now knowing what I know, uh, when I was 15, I knew nothing. Right? I was thinking, I was like, oh, well, maybe they did this. Maybe they did this. They didn't do any of that. So you have to start stepping yourself through the process of, and it's the worst. Logistics (laughs) are the worst. Yeah, Nobody wants to deal with logistics, but that's what you have to do. You have to figure out, well, first of all, what do people want to watch on YouTube? Second of all, am I funny? Right? The answer is, for me, no. I'm not funny. So... I get people You're like James. People. <laughs> I get people like James and Adam around me yeah. who are funnier, yep. and and then that way, I, you know, like they, they help me out with that one little subsection that I, I'm not good at. Um, and it's it's one of those things where you have to figure out the process of getting to where you want to go. Uh, and it, it, my advice to people like that is: don't try and copy other people. Do what comes natural to you. Do what, do what you like to do, and then if you like to do it, other people will notice that you like to do it. But also, it helps to be critical of other
1: people's content, to watch it and go, that's good, but what if they did this? Yeah, yeah. And then you can start basically criticizing. Interesting. You have, I, to, be critical. I, well, you have to be critical of your own work. Yep. We always watch our stuff. We go back and watch our old videos, and we go, that was good, oh, but do. what if we had done this? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Really?
0: I just listened to my podcast that I'm putting up tomorrow in the car <laughs> here, and I had to turn it off. Oh, yeah. Well, I listened to it like 10 times. Well, this but I just like, there's a point where you're just like, stop because yeah, you know, you're critical of what you've done and you you know it wasn't perfect
1: I, I used to be like that especially with old Inside Gaming episodes where it was either just me or just like another guest and it wasn't it was like kind of not the greatest thing in the world uh, I think ultimately what our goal ended up being with our Inside Gaming channel is is this stuff we want to watch again in five years will we still laugh at this but is the internet the like that
0: is YouTube is there longevity well either way something's funny yeah, yeah. something is always I mean, or stuff that
2: like, regardless of how long it's been up I want to you know? create
1: something that's it, not entertaining just for now, but that people will they can they can find enjoyment one way or the other, uh, and more than anyone else, myself. Right. I want to create stuff that I laugh at because we all have the same. What's up,
0: Bernie? Said he's talking about like what makes their videos work is that if Gus laughs at the video, then they know that, that there's enough people out there that they like their content. That if they make each other laugh at Rooster Teeth, then the rest of the community will enjoy it. Yeah. No. no it's,
1: it's, yeah, and I, I think Bernie actually hit on one of the best notes there is that. He he didn't actually expand on it, but I think what he's trying to say is that there's enough people out there who will like what you do. Yeah. Look at the furry phenomenon. Yeah. <laughs> there's enough people who like something. So just because you're not getting the PewDiePie audience, maybe you're getting something else. Yeah. And that's always something to keep your eye open. You will find like-minded people regardless of where you go. That's why
2: we have prisons. <laughs> is it like... I was just talking to somebody the other day that was saying like, I don't know how this 18-year-old kid who plays Minecraft gets 250,000 views of video. And I was like, I do because there are 250,000 people out there that play Minecraft <laughs> and want to watch this kid play. Yeah. Because they're like, hey, he's like me. And I'm not saying we're going for that. I'm not saying we're looking for people that are like us. I'm just saying they just happen to identify right. with them. Right. right. And they're like, oh, cool. Yeah. So they found their audience. That's yep. what YouTube is. YouTube, it, it's And you'll know quickly if it's not there. Always. Every time. It's like Darwinism. Yeah. No, it really is. And it's like, that's what we're telling kids that want to know how to grow their own channel. They put a video up. Let's say they put five videos up. One of them does 10,000 views. The rest of them do 1,000 views. You know what you should probably do? The one that did 10,000 views. Yeah. Do that again. Yeah, yeah. Right? Do that again. Well, a different spin on it. See what happens.
0: Yeah. You actually remind me what it was like going to Rooster Teeth because you were part of their network for a week or a weekend?
1: Yeah, during VidCon last year, one of their guys contacted me about this thing. They Sorry, were Bruce, about. I
0: don't want to. Uh, oh, no, 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 no! I know you have a big oh. ego. I'm huge. <laughs> I know. I know. How dare you? Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, no, uh, one of their guys, uh, kind of a friend of mine, invited me out to the gauntlet. Said, hey, I'm going to throw your name into a hat. Is that cool? Like, sure, why not? I've been wanting to hang out with those guys more and more, so thankfully, uh, I believe someone dropped out and I got in. And I went out to Austin for a week, and I got to just hang out with those guys. And they were like the coolest guys in the world. But on top of that, I was also doing some recon. I was getting really excited and jazzed about the Inside game channel because it was growing. I think we just hit 100,000 subscribers at that point. And I'm like, on top of the world, like, oh my god, we hit We did it. Uh-huh. <laughs> we hit from scratch. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. I mean, and it really so, didn't exist. But I've always idolized and looked up to Rooster Teeth. So going there, it was not only like a time to go there and have fun and have a good time. It was a learning experience. And I talked to Matt, I talked to Bernie, I was talking to everyone there of like, what can we do to like do better? And I was just analyzing everything that they did and I brought those lessons back here and it's been a slow process, but I've been trying to basically model ourselves after what they do because you go to that place and it's like 90% production and you come here at Machinima and it's like 50% production, Mm -hmm. maybe. And so, especially this year, I've just been putting my foot down. of like, this is how we're doing things now. And some of it's working, but... It's a, it's a process, like everything, and uh, like I said though, like Rooster Teeth is if you're gonna model yourself after yeah, they're anybody, a, they're
0: just like a, a modern day media company mm-hmm. and how you build it in the present day yeah. without getting a lot of investors and corporations behind you.
1: Yeah, but I mean at the end of the day, they're loyal to the brand. Yeah, and, and you mentioned
0: that earlier, like they fight, for, they're really in fight for the brand and
1: yeah. And when you when you have fans who will watch anything that you do, you the beauty of the internet is you can sell out and you can apologize or you can say this is how it is because I'm creating free content for you and you're creating fans who actually understand. You're not a celebrity who's making millions of dollars for being in a movie. You're creating content essentially for free and you're saying I will continue making this stuff for you as long as you guys understand that I have to sell out. I'll have to say go see RoboCop please <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I can continue making funny videos. Right, right. And that's actually what I really like about this space more than television especially. There's just that that layer of transparency, you can just say to your friends, "Hey, this is how it is. I hope you understand."
0: You want this free video? You got to watch this five-second ad. Well, well people, for a, a terrible people, car, you're never gonna buy. And that's the thing is exactly. that
2: this isn't television; it's the internet. So they can they can just go to another video, right? Mm, yeah. Like they if they don't like your video. And they don't like your stupid sales integration. They're gonna move on to another video. Right. So you have to be like, hey, watch Robocop. Sorry, I had to do this, but I had to make the video. Okay, here's the video. Right. No. You can't sit there and try and fool them and be like super underhanded about it. And don't. That won't work. No. Because they'll just be like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. New video. Yeah. yeah.
1: But if you create a hardcore audience, you can do something like the Teeth video where they they did a very very funny video, but with a Dr Pepper ad. And there's a couple of people in there like sellouts. And then there's ten thousand people right behind that guy who says, f you. These guys are doing content for us because they love us. And so what they put Dr. Pepper in their video. Go to hell. I'm like, that's what I want. Like I want fans those guys fighting for them. And exactly. And yeah. You yeah. want people who will fight for you no matter what. And as long as they're understanding of what you do. And that's that is way more valuable than, you know, 200,000 people who watch your video and then forget about you.
0: That's cool. That's good a good note to wrap up on. Yeah. yeah. I have more questions, but we'll we'll do, yeah. this, we'll do this again. Yeah, sure. Anytime. I'd of love course. to talk to you guys, maybe even after E3. Thank you guys for having me in your office. Of
1: course, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> in the headquarters.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully,
1: uh, by the next time you come here, we should have a newer location. That isn't so hot. <laughs> and have yeah. An actual working. Great, I'm area. wearing a hoodie. Smart move. I'm sweating <laughs> down, down my back. Sweat it all. i sweat sweating that chair every day. <laughs>